Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another amazing episode of Heroes of Noise. I am one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. He is not lying to you people. We are dynamic. The show is amazing. People, we, we're ready to bring it today. Honestly, Steve, I feel like I'm in the mood to bring it today. I hope that you can match my energy, man. I hope I don't, like, fade out, you know what I mean, like, like towards the end. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes the uh, candle that burns twice as bright burns only half as long. But right now, baby, I'm shining bright. Dude, you, okay, okay, tell me, what is going on with you? Why are you in such a good mood? You gotta get, give me some of your energy, man. What What's going on over there? I just masturbated, dude. I just feel fantastic. Okay. So, no, I'm just okay. kidding. <laughs> you know what? I got sleep. That's probably what it was, dude. I got some good sleep last night. How much sleep did you get? It wasn't so much the hours of sleep that I got. It was just like quality sleep. But I think I got around seven, close to eight hours, which is kind of good oh. for me. Sometimes I'll wake up early and I'll be up the rest of the day like a zombie. But I stayed up last night watching a movie. And I'm really glad that I stayed up to watch it, by the way. I have good things to report this week. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff that one of us watched, maybe the other one didn't. And that's going to go both ways. And then uh, we both have some things that we want to share with you folks. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, happy Independence Day week. If you're in America, that is. So let's celebrate that shit. Ready? Get your boom booms out. But we're going to talk about that, too, because these boom booms are an issue. Are they an issue? I'm going 100 miles a you minute, You already Steve. are going. Hey, dude. Hey, look, you have the energy. I got four hours. Of, I got about four. Yeah, I, but I don't want to hear why. Actually, I do. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kept you up, Steve? Well, here's here's one. Or would it be who? <laughs> here's a funny thing. So... Last night, um, the wonderful woman and the fam stayed over, so we stayed up uh, late talking and uh, watching movies and stuff. Oh yeah, what'd you watch? Uh, we uh, she was watching Handmaid's Tale. That's a lovely family flick. No, they weren't. She wa- and that leads me to the question I was going to ask you. Shoot, real quick before we get it. Like this is three minutes. Yeah. How, okay, it's uh, never three minutes, but that's okay. It's totally, this for sure is. So she wants inside dogs. I don't. That's all. Yeah, this is not a three-minute conversation, but go on, please. It is, though. That's it. I was just like, okay, uh, um, if we had hardwood floors, we'd have dogs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. I'm hearing we planning for hardwood floors. We're talking future stuff. Like, hey, if we're going to make this thing real, which we are, um, eventually we will, like, move in together. So these dogs are going to be in my life in their indoor dogs. And I'm like, I don't do indoor dogs. And that was like, I'm surprised that the dogs, people love their dogs, G. I'm one of those people. And I made like a joke and I'm like, well, worst case scenario, if, if they make an accident on my carpet, I could just take them for a ride. She did not like that joke. Yeah, I don't like that joke either, man. <laughs> You'll pick up a cockroach and put it outside and go, there, there, little fella. Good luck to you. Godspeed. You're willing to drop an indoor dog off somewhere. And when I when I, I when you say that I'm thinking like okay just get out now dog and then, and then driving off. Mm. It's even more like there um when she stays here the the dogs are outside. Oh, this is going to be a problem. And like one of them came up limping. <laughs> You're in trouble now, dude. Yeah, but I was just like, I mean, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to let the dogs in or you're going to no. lose this battle, no. bro. Oh. Oh, it's begun. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know what? I do believe. Hold on. What is he? Let's see right here. 
It is 12.09 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Monday, July 1st. I'm calling timestamp. This is going to be a problem. I hope you know that, you know, before we would say timestamp and it never occurred to me that I could just write this down while editing. Yes. Like, oh, timestamp. Yes. And then put these in. So we have timestamps now. So this one is our official timestamp. I can't wait to see what happens with this. I mean. You're fucking with dogs now. Oh, yeah. One of them's eight months old. Oh, yeah, dude. You're losing this battle. <laughs> Guaranteed. Melissa, I'm on your side on this one. He's losing. He's going down. But, gee, you can't. You, okay. Ex- okay. I will admit your house doesn't. But most house smell like dog when they walk. Oh, in. so you think my house smells like dog? You put that I out there. I said your house. Yeah, I said yours yeah, does not. It does not. Seriously, I don't know how you're doing that, but they your house does not smell like dog. It's called cleaning, man. But don't, how often do you groom them? Um, probably like every month and a half. So what if they have an accident on the floor? Then they have an accident on the floor, and we pick oh, it up. Damn, That's why they invented. Damn. Hey, listen. That's why they invented the rug doctor. Damn. It's steaming mad at dirt, Steve. Yeah, no, no. no I don't no, like the way you're talking to me right now. I really no, don't. No, but the thing is, I mean, I get it, but I'm saying like for my carpet, it would be crazy. I'd, 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 I'd be like, wait a minute. And you know what? If my house even smelled little doggy, I'd probably be a little self-conscious, but I don't care, man. They're my, <laughs> they're my babies, dude. I love them. <laughs> I thought you were going to go. You were like, I don't even care. If they smell like you're like, I'd probably, you know. Yeah. I would just roll in it. <laughs> If I, saw, if I saw some duty on the ground, I would just roll in it and be like, those are from my dogs. But you rolled it back. You're like, I would feel a little weird, but you know, but that, so you're not ever going to be like, like, what if Gail one day woke up and said, babe, I need these dogs outside. They're not inside dogs anymore. That's what's going to happen, baby. We're going to have a fight. Although I think, See, I, <laughs> actually, I think I would probably be the one though. I would be the one to say it before she would, but my dogs don't go outside. It's too hot. Don't have dogs in Fresno. Okay, you know what? This is a little PSA. <laughs> or a PBS to some. If yeah, they, if, a PBS if you're for a, those. a yeah. listener of the show. Long-time listener. Don't have dogs and then keep them outside. What's the fucking point of that? I don't get it. Seriously, Steve, think of it. I told you this wasn't going to be a three-minute conversation. You don't have <laughs> dogs to keep them outside. It's cold outside. Now, if you are rich and you have like this awesome dog house for them with heating and things like that, which... Do they have those? Maybe. I'm sure they do. They do. They're $200. I looked them up. Yeah, that ain't. that's not what I'm talking about, though. $200 means your dog's going to be on fire when you walk outside. I'm talking thousands of dollars. That's when it's okay. But it's freaking cold. We're, we're not East Coast cold. No. We're biting cold. Right. When I tell friends on the East Coast that I'm cold, they call me a little bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, it's like 30 <laughs> degrees outside. It's really cold. They're like, Dude, yeah. it's like minus 10 over here. Eat shit. But the summer times are super hot. You know, we don't really deal with the humidity too much, but we can get up yeah. into the 115 sometimes, people. You don't keep your dogs out there like that. Your ass wouldn't be out there, would you? Exactly. Kiss my ass if you don't like to bring your dogs in. That's you too, Hudson. Kiss my ass. Okay, but the thing is, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jay. I get it, and you make a valid point, and I'm thinking about what to come back with right now. <laughs> You'll find something. You're Steve Hudson. <laughs> I don't, but the thing is, here's the thing. I think you're totally right, dude. You're totally right. And they're house trained too. Like one of them, the eight month old is so house trained that it would ring a bell when it had to go outside. Dogs are cool like that. Cats can be cool like that too. Although I'm not a cat person, but I had a cat that used to ring the doorbell when he wanted to come in. They can do cool things. Oh, gee. I'm just of the opinion and it doesn't mean that I'm right, but I really feel that way. If you want dogs, bring them inside. Why do you want an outside dog? They don't want to be out there. They think they're part of the family. 
That's true. You're totally right. Like, let's say you're sitting in your front room. I have a sliding glass door, as you know, leading out to the mm-hmm. backyard in my front room. You know how pathetic it is to look outside and see the dogs looking in? Like, please, please let me in. It's, That's yeah. what I've, I've been seeing that. Yeah, man. Because they they're not used they, to it. They are very not. They're like, did I do something wrong? Yeah. Who is this guy? Yeah. The dogs are doing math in their head right now. You know what I mean? They're they trying are. to figure it all out. They're like, okay, so her plus him equals outside. They're not happy That's right now. That's true. Still. They aren't. They are very not. This is going to be a problem. Guaranteed. Oh, it already is. Yeah, dude. Just wait. It's going to get worse. Like, now, because if, you're right now, you're just hypothetically, I don't want to say arguing, but you're debating a subject. Yes. And when it becomes a reality, you're going down, Hudson. I promise you. I think I The thing is, because I don't have a value, except for the vanity of my house, which isn't a real massive thing. Uh, I don't really have a super reason reason um, to not let him. Because, I look, I've always wanted a dog. You know that. I've always wanted a dog. I'll it's give just, you that. I think that you're in love with the concept of owning a dog versus the reality of owning a dog. Totally true. You know, That's go, true. guess what? The dog is going to pee in the house. It's going to happen. Okay, Dan. You're going to fall see asleep that? and the dog's going to be like, yo, I'm trying to do the things that I normally do to get your attention. This has happened to me. Trying to get your attention. And you can always tell when they're trying to get your attention when they have an accident because the the poop or the puddle will be like right by the door. Like I tried, man. I tried. I'm sorry. I'm a dog. Really? I couldn't unlock the thing and it, the door's too heavy, but I tried. And the good thing is I have doggy doors. Yeah. So I don't even know what you're tripping on. <laughs> Seriously. I don't. For someone, Steve, that doesn't go down, you are going down so hard on this one here. You're going to lose this battle, bro. <laughs> you know, dude, you're making a great point. And, and it's also, it's a matter of when we get to that point. So like next Tuesday. <laughs> like I'm not uplifting my existence and moving in everything to hers. She's doing it to mine. So already she would be making a lot of sacrifices Mm -hmm. a lot of things will be changing and then that's one thing and even that thing she's bending for me but hearing you talk about it you're like it's a bigger deal than you may think it is and she's cool with the whole shoes off in the house policy most people are totally yeah she even bought she got me a shoe thing like to put the shoes under and to like organize the shoes so that people know when they open the door take off your shoes you two are disgusting seriously i'm puking right now (laughs) Make me sick. <laughs> I can't. G, you have to come over one day, G. Oh, that would be great, Steve. How about an invite? Come over one day, G. Anytime. Number one, you and Gail have an open invite. And I'm literally seven minutes away from you. Is it? Have you timed it? No, I think it was because it takes me 10 minutes to get there. I'm thinking it's going right. to be like 11 to 12 minutes. 15 on a busy traffic day. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're splitting hairs right now. That's really. No, but I'm, I, I do. We're really close. We're really close. And I'm really looking forward to us all getting together and chatting and enjoying life. Um, what if she hates me, Steve? Oh, no, she's going to. No one hates. See, that's the problem with listeners. No one hates Dan. If you hate Dan, you end up being a douche anyway. Most likely you're a douche. I was a supervisor one time. Ask those people. <laughs> I bet you they hate No, me. but they, I bet you a lot of them were douches. Yeah, and there was a lot of douchebaggery exactly, going on. Exactly. Exactamundo. Adults acting like little kids kind of stuff, you know? People don't like to be told the truth. Exactly. And so, look, good news, that conversation only lasted about seven minutes. That's not bad. We actually did it well. I'm actually impressed with us. 
No, here's what I'm impressed with you because the only reason that lasted seven minutes, the only reason is because I ran out of um, argument. <laughs> I put up a wall you couldn't climb over, huh? That's what I'm saying. Otherwise, it would still be going right now. But like you saying what you're saying is just like, I have to get over myself. That's what it boils down to. It's either do just, or don't is really what it comes down to. And now you really it. don't even have the choice. Well, you do have the choice of don't, but don't's going to have repercussions. Yeah. And, and especially, you know, seeing as a learned couple like you and Gail, I'm sure there are fights you've learned not to have. You've learned this isn't worth a battle. This thing over the long term is it you've learned how to d- figure out, is this worth my argument right now? Or is this just like, eh? No, you're 100% right, dude. And we can do that now <laughs> in a look. Like, we can start and then just look at each other and kind of cock our heads like, really? that's cool. And then we just, let's go get something to eat. <laughs> you know? Whereas in that same situation, I would make it a thing and you would be like, you don't want to make that a thing. There's going to be plenty of things. Trust me. Want to know this something? This isn't one of them. Huh. I see you, and please don't take offense to this, but I could see you going with the plan of having the dogs inside, right? And it's mm-hmm. just going to take one accident for all of your feelings to come back again. And you know what I see happening? I think you're going to be passive aggressive. I don't know her yet, so I can't really say how she's going to handle things. But if I know you, you will be quote unquote <laughs> passive aggressive, but it's going to be aggressive. You know, it's, dude, you're going to hate. Oh, the listeners are going to hate me too. Want me to tell you what she said? Yeah, please do. She said, you know what? Dogs do have accidents. But I will make you this promise. If my dog has one accident, I will pay the bill to get you hardwood floors. Okay, now she's just flexing. Gee, and I was still like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, no, I'm the bad guy. It's official. (laughs) She's just like, if he does have an accident, I'm so sure about my dogs that if they do, I will get them done. That's how sure I am of my dogs. And you have a door leading outside. (laughs) <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens with this, man. I said, I suggest you two yo. move in right now. Let's see what happens. <laughs> That's nice. You're gonna have to wait. You're gonna have to wait some time. But when it happens, though, um, oh boy, oh boy. So, Steve, I don't really want to like take too much more time with this, if you don't mind. I'm not. I don't. It's not that I don't find it interesting. Yes. Matter of fact, I'm having a lot of fun with it. But we do have a lot to talk about. So, would you mind we if we move things into the week's event? Let's do it. Let's talk about this weekend, dude. Endgame, folks. It did not beat Avatar this week. It made $5.5 million in its release. And now I kind of feel like I'm on your side with this, dude. I think that it's like, you know what, guys, you tried. And you made a noble effort. But to actually beat Avatar, you really haven't done that. Because you're going to have to do oh, no. all these different tactics now. Which will probably you know prove successful at some point. But they're doing a bunch of stuff that Avatar didn't have to do. So to me, it seems like the deal's off. Avatar wins. No, dude, listen, my thing with Avatar is now my respect for for Avatar has even skyrocketed again, because now you get to see how much money it actually made, like the behemoth it was, because I genuinely thought at a certain point, oh, Endgame is going to pass it, no problem. Now, even if it does, look at how much it took, G. Look at the, and remember, Avatar had nothing to beat. Now Endgame is kind of wanting to beat Avatar. Avatar was not trying to beat anything. Yeah, it didn't have anything to prove. No, it it just was doing its thing, dude. And people went and saw it, what? Just like Endgame, people went and saw it six and seven times. It's like everyone in the world saw Avatar. And that's the money it made when everyone in the world sees it. 
they really tried, man, but it doesn't count they did. anymore. And I'm going to be honest with you. I just don't like the Avatar movie. I found it boring. I get it. Special effects, James Cameron. I get it all. It just wasn't for me. I don't think these next ones are going to be for me. Of course, I'll see them. But I, I get what you're saying. And I do respect the feat that it accomplished. But at this point, in my opinion, not like my opinion really matters that much. But Endgame has officially lost. Can't do it. They could even do it. if it did it. Would you still say you still kind of lost? Yeah. I would because Whoa! Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm all I wouldn't put I wouldn't add bitches at the end of it or something. No, <laughs> you no. know what I mean? But yeah, I think that they lost and they did a really they had a valiant effort, bro. It just didn't happen. They really did. And but dude, that, that, that number is crazy, bro. It's a big ass number. That's what I'm saying. So I'm thinking like James Cameron remembers James Cameron sent out that tweet saying, hey, congratulations, man. Congratulations. I think he thought it was going to happen. Did he? Or was he like, I, you know, <laughs> or what? was he poking the bear a little bit? He might have, dude, because out of the gate, when they made that massive uh, first week and they're like, hey, congratulations. They said it's he said something like it was a Titanic effort in order to beat whatever. But I think he was like, hey, if you do, you do. But he knows numbers. And I wonder if he's like, oh, this isn't going to happen. He's like, well, that's cool with your little your little attempt. Now just pat, exactly. pat yourselves on the back. Go make yourself a little cheese sandwich and go sit in the corner and watch what I can do. Dude, yeah, I think that's for what sure. he was doing. For I sure. mean, and 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 con- again, congratulations to everyone involved with Endgame. You guys killed it. Y'all did your thing. But I'm shocked because remember, I said, you know what? I was wrong. Now I'm like, I was right. I'm now on the the thing of I can't believe I was right and it didn't beat Avatar. It looked like it was going to, but it just it was so it was so front loaded. Everyone went to see it in the first few months. Yep. And then it just, okay. Whereas Avatar had these long months where just people kept going. Seeing it and see it because you'd see it, go home, take your kids. See it, go home, take your aunt. See, like you would be like, you have to see this movie. So, I mean, I don't think the next Avatar is going to do it, but it doesn't matter, dude. I don't know what's, then if this doesn't beat Avatar, what's going to, G? Nothing that's being planned right now. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I'm trying to find something. I really thought it was Kevin Shanks that wrote this, but I can't find it right now. But I read yesterday somewhere that Avatar played for 71, what was it? 71 weeks. Jeez. That's crazy. <sighs> There's just too many factors, dude. I, th- I think Avatar wins. I got to just give it up to Avatar. Y- you did it. You did it, James. You and your stupid blue people. I mean, applause, applause. That movie's so whack. I'm sorry. But you know what? Okay, dude, I, I don't understand why you say that. It's but okay. terrible. It's a it fucking not, terrible movie. True. It looks pretty. It is a terrible there movie. There it is. There it is. Okay, that's great. all. That's all. It looks pretty. Do you know how many people outside right now look pretty, but are terrible people? Me. Uh, we'll go ahead and agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a pretty looking, terrible person, man. <laughs> because of the dogs. Yeah. Your dogs are like, yeah, I agree with you, Dan. I'm going to bite that motherfucker one of these days. <laughs> I'm going to bite his toe when he's sleeping. Gee, but yeah, I think um, uh, if, like, someone made a great point I was listening. Someone said, if you go back and watch Avatar now, it holds up, and it's hard to do that 10, 15 years down the road. So the fact that James Cameron was able to do that is an amazing feat. Because 10 years from now, most of our CGI is going to look ridiculous. They said that thing holds up like a champ. The CGI holds up, not the movie. Yes, correct? the okay. CGI. That is so difficult 
You know what? I mean, just for you, not that you're asking me to, but I'm going to go back and watch this one again because I am pretty hard on this movie. But I remember walking out of it like, yeah, I don't get it. So let's see what happens now. When did it come out again? 2000. I'm going. Hold on to see. Was it like 2006, seven? Avatar. It was 2009. 2009. All right. So I'm going to compare Dan 10 years older with Dan 10 years younger, and let's see what comes out of it. I'm going to try to watch that this week. I bet you it's going to be whack. Dan. (laughs) (laughs) I have strong feelings about Avatar. Dan, how is it going to be whack, though? In my opinion, it already was. I don't believe you at all. Like, I think you're saying whack in a wrong way. You thought it was a bad movie? Yes. I did. Can you please explain if you don't mind? It's been a long time since I've seen it. So to be fair, I will watch it again. And if my feelings are the same, which I think it'll all come back to me is what I'm getting at. I will go ahead and say that. I'll say like the differences. But it's been so long since I've seen it. Like movies usually stick with me. If they're that big of a movie, it sticks with me. You know what I mean? And I just didn't. I just walked out like, nope. Okay, I don't get it. that's fair. That's fair. But $2.7 billion, though. The Chinese love them some movies, dude. Gee, that is so much money. <laughs> it's a lot of money, man. Again, I am not. I'm respecting the movie as far as what it's done. But other than that, dude, it's just it's just not for me. I don't think that's like unfair or or irrational. <laughs> you might. <laughs> is that what you're thinking? Go ahead. Uh, here's what I'll say. Come on, Cletus. Come on, Cletus. I'll say 2.78 can't be wrong. Fair enough. That's what I'll say. They can't. Not everyone's crazy. No, no, no. I hear you, dude. I really hear you. But like I said, it's all opinion, right? And that's a lot of opinions. I get it. It's just this is my opinion. I don't like the movie. Doesn't mean it's okay. not fantastic. There's people out there like, fuck Star Wars. I love Star Wars. You know what I mean? It's just, it's fandom, dude. There's not many people that say that, Jay. There are a lot of people saying it these days. Dude, and I, you know what? Being real, I'm I'm glad that there are fans like yourself that actually love nowadays. That you brought me into nowadays. And I was like, that's a good freaking movie. You're like, I know. I know, I'm glad people like you let me see. And that made me go watch the first one. I was like, this is so good. I'm going to go watch the first one. But according to you, to be fair, I am like, I th- what was it? I forgot how you put it, but like, I'm over positive about movies a lot of the times. Would you agree? I mean, here's what you do. Um, out of five, I will give this movie. I like that it's a thing. <laughs> you'll be like, you're like, oh, this movie was pretty good. I had a, you know, it was, it was good. I had, I had a good time. You know, there were some dry points. Uh, I'll give it a 4.9 out of five. I'm oh, like, shut oh. <laughs> Sorry, I stepped away for a second. But as usual, you're exaggerating. That's not what I do. And I, and I and I think that I can actually prove myself here by saying that over the last few episodes, I have been more conservative with my my ratings. You know what I mean? Yeah. You were right. I was throwing four around a lot. And then yes. I started thinking about it. But oh, by the way, dude, I'm what are your thoughts on coming up with a different rating system? Everybody, this is life with Dan, by the way. Just letting you guys know. I will receive texts like this and be like, what do you think Heroes of Noise is a title? You think we should change it today? Or like, Again, no, you're we're... exaggerating. <laughs> you tell the tallest tales, dude. <laughs> I'm like, no, I like Heroes of Noise. Okay, all right. Okay. Like, you yeah, you I, tell I, the I Yao Ming of tales. 
Should I call myself Dan on the show? Yeah. Think about yes, changing my name. Okay. <laughs> Get out of here, Hudson. I had Dan. enough of your antics for one month. It's too damn, bro. It's July 1st. Oh, shit. I have to reset. So now you can throw your antics at me. Never mind. I almost hit my... If we'd have recorded yesterday, I would not tolerate this shit. I'm telling you right now. But now you're... I, I because I have you. to reset. It's July 1st. That's true. I have a brand new bowl of antics I, I need to fill up. All right. What's the next? What's the next? What other news you got? I think this is going to excite you, sir. So a Hellraiser TV series is in the works. Produced by Roy Lee, who did Ready Player One. And I believe it's going to be written by Dan Farah. I don't really know exactly what's going to happen with this one. I don't know if, this, if they're going to try and bring back the original cast. Hellraiser being Clive Barker, one of his, uh, in my opinion, one of his better stories. The whole Hellraiser series itself, eh, not so much. But I do have mad respect for the first Hellraiser. Did you read The Hellbound Heart? No. That was, I, I didn't know that the, there was a book that was based on I had no idea. It's a novella, if you will. Is it a book or a graphic novel? It's like a little book. Like a little... Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and stick with the movie. It's like a little cute little mini book. It's a novella. It's not like a novella, like as in, uh, you know... Uh, Por qué? Por qué, Cristina? <laughs> Por qué? You know, it's not like one of those. <laughs> it's not a novella. I like, didn't know. Like I, I go guys, watch at my grandma's house back in the day. I'm talking about some. Did y'all notice how before uh, he had to speak Spanish, he got quiet? He's like, it's not like a. It's not like a. Well, you have to bring it down. You have to talk like this. <laughs> Por qué, Cristina? Por qué? Dan can do this because he's a Ramirez. What did I do? Am, am I doing something? You know what? You're doing an accent. So? And I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm like fuck a sensitive today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I see that something happened. You got like really, really pro. Oh, oh. Okay. I have a feeling I know what's going on here. Oh, please enlighten me. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I was like, I think you, uh, maybe you and the queen had a good morning. Why? Because I have energy? Uh huh. Can I just wake up after a good night's sleep? You know, you mind your business, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> This is a different Dan today. That did not take place this morning. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I just, just woke happy. up in a fantastic mood. I mean, this is the, you know, what's funny. I like this Dan though. That's good. Thank you. I like all forms of Dan. You don't like 1am texting Dan. Okay. Because you know, here's the thing. If y'all don't know, I think we've said this before, but Dan, Dan you like I've said before, then Dan texts wrong. He, his text etiquette isn't, quite there yet he's working on you're working on it though bro no i'm just texting to a super sensitive person that's not okay you say this you're like some of us work hard some of us don't and i'm like i'm like am i supposed then i i call you and you're just like oh no i just meant that some people work hard and some people don't we both work hard i'm like oh okay and then i'll text well one of us does a lot of work for this podcast i'm like okay what is that supposed to mean oh you took it wrong i'm like you need to stop texting Again, you need to stop texting. No, I, I feel this is your, your inner thoughts manifesting and reacting to what I said, but that's not what I said. You're I'm crazy. saying it's equivalent. No, it's not. <laughs> your Damn. equivalents are always Damn. so far-fetched. Your, your 1 a.m. texts are pretty harsh. I am admitting that. I'm the one that brought it up. But yes, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that it, they're harsh. I think that you... Um, oh. Because put it this way. If I'm texting you throughout the day, that's normally not the case. Totally. Exactly. I'm just, I get, you know what it is, is when I, get, I get passionate about stuff sometimes and I'm like, Hey, I have this idea. I don't want to call you. Yeah. I don't want to wake my house up trying to discuss this. I thing. know. But the way, the thing is your passion <laughs> is just like, look, 
I'm just, I'm serious about this. How serious are you? I'm like, I mean, I'm serious. Okay. And, what, and well, then that's okay. So now guys, what get that translates put up. to put up is, or shut up. Yeah, kind of, but I'm not saying it like yeah. Steve, you're fucking up. I don't mean it that way. I'm like, Hey, I think this is a good idea. How serious are you about this, man? Should we go for it? Should we not go for it? That's what I'm getting at. It's never like, listen, fucker. You're not pulling I, your weight. It's never that. I mean, almost those words sometimes, though. If I have that to say to you for the future, I will say this to you. I'm like, dude, look, dude, we need to talk. And then I'll say it. But I will never, ever be like, listen, you fucker. You're not pulling your weight. <laughs> <laughs> Screw me for wanting to do a good show. No, and let me tell y'all, seriously, Dan does. He really, really, really works hard on this freaking show. He really works. And y'all haven't even seen the word notes. One day we need to like put those out. His words notes, his word notes are legendary. That is uh like if you put them all together, it'd be like war and peace. Oh no. And there's a certain thing that Dan's working on right now, a music thing, and he sent me a precursor to said music thing with notes. <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit much, right? <laughs> it's a book much. It's a book much. Oh, you know, I mean, that's what yo. you call a rough draft. And then I'm going to short. Oh, my God. It. No, I think your rough draft is going to get longer. You're going to find out new stuff. You're going to like, oh, I didn't know this happened. Put it this way. What I'm talking about hasn't even like like the, the final form hasn't even taken place yet. Oh, this my is goodness. <laughs> this is the prequel. <laughs> the prelude. I, I mean, I literally didn't even read it yet. And when I opened it and saw how long this outline was, I was like. Dan, golly, dog. I was just trying to show you something. That's all. I've got extra time on my hands and I would like to provide more content for the listeners. That's it. Okay. What else? Let's get back to the news. What else we got in the news? Yeah. You know what? So anyway, Hellraiser TV series in the works. We don't have any release dates yet, but I'm thinking around 2020, 2021, probably the end of 2020. I hope they're giving Doug Bradley a call. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. He needs to be in there some way because somewhere Cenobites are dope, but Pinhead is the face of Hellraiser. Oh, for sure. Admittedly, though, like in the the other movies, which I did not watch all the way through or anything like that, he did get kind of cheesy. He did start doing more puns like a la Freddy Krueger stuff. You know what I mean? I don't I don't like because that that was the thing. That was the thing. at that. I think it was a thing. Yeah, you're right. But I would like to see something like an updated version of. Of like the the tone of the first Hellraiser, I think would be awesome. Oh, for sure. The gore was there. And that's the thing is that that movie doesn't really hold up anymore as far as like special effects. It's just, it seems like a very dated movie. But if they could do that again with the right effects, it'd be so sick. Oh, dude, dude. I mean, it was creepy though. It was the creepy. Was, with that teeth, that teeth thing. I was like, oh, goodness. Got this. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, oh, yay, yay. But they would have to, they couldn't use CGI. They have to do practical effects for that stuff. And I'm afraid they might do CGI. When you think of the JJ, do you picture that thing? Because I know you're like kind of scared to go down. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, for sure. They bite little holes in your mouth that turns into what looks like the Babadook. The Babadook's cave is what that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all go ahead. Y'all keep doing your thing now. All right. I'll be right back. Babe. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's see. What else? Jeez, Dan. Oh, you know what? Next week I'll be tired. So enjoy it while it's here. So anyway, what else? Stranger Things starts this week, season three. Are you excited for that at all? What are can your feelings? I, I, can, I, can I be honest with you? Totally. Please do. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Okay, I feel you. I'm not as excited as I thought I would be either. I really wasn't. 
Like I like Stranger Things seasons two, season two rather, but I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things that now it's just like a, they're doing it because people want it, but I don't know if the the heart's there anymore. Exactly. And my thing is season two, I would take the Stranger Things haunted house over Stranger Things season two at Hollywood Horror Nights. That was a great no haunted question. house, man. That was that so was much fantastic, fun. Fantastic, <laughs> dude. I would take that over the show, the season two of the show. No question. You know what, though? I'm going to be optimistic about it. I'm going to binge the whole thing. We'll definitely be talking about this next week. But yeah, my my excitement level is not where I thought it was going to be. And then after I saw that recent trailer, I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever. That's but right. no, it's, it's not even tra- I don't even see people talking about it. Not like they were before. No, dude. They're, I mean, but you know, that happens. When a show isn't the thing anymore, that's what happens. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, not many shows can just keep being... Oh my goodness, it's the topic of news every time a new season drops. It's very hard to do that. And I've got and nothing. I, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, no, I'm just, I can't think of a show that did it. I was just going to say that I don't think that they're setting it up to be like the finale either, because we would have heard about that. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, for sure. I, I wouldn't be surprised know. if next Felix makes it happen, though. It's just like, we're not going to renew it. They're just trying to make that money, dude. Well, yeah, that's true. Netflix may just go, sorry. All done. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I'm sorry. We just wanted to see how it would perform. Or they'll be like, we'll tell you what, we'll give you a movie after the season three. Oh, I didn't even think it. about that. It's the season yeah. three Netflix thing. Netflix does not like season four. They do not. They sh- and that's, I'm telling you, they might just be like, we'll give you a movie and call it a day. God, they're such dicks that way too, man. Because they do it on cliffhangers. That's the worst part about it. And that's tough because... That makes us not want to watch Netflix shows because you're always wondering, is it going to get renewed? Is it coming back? Should I even invest in this show? Mm. Because they will drop you like a can of bricks, dude. Like a hot rock. Yes. And so I think maybe Stranger Things, since it's one of its like flagship, you know, uh, uh, properties, maybe it goes four seasons. But I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix was like, we'll give you three in a movie. That's fair, too. You know what? I think I'd rather have three in a movie. That would be good. Just close it out. Yeah, close it out, man. Because as the kids get older, how long can you stay in that town without being like, you know, maybe we should move. And then you're going to have to start doing time jumps because these kids are going to have facial hair. Yes, yes. This is totally true. Like, I mean, I'm not not excited. But when you watch it and you tell me, hey, it's worth a binge, I'll watch it. But if you're just like, eh, I'm not going to watch it, dude. Oh, stop it. Now you're just being ridiculous. I will not. I'm telling you. I you do a show seriously. where you talk about pop culture. You should probably watch it. But if you say I'm, it wasn't good, why would I? I'm like, oh, well, then Dan sacrificed. He jumped on the grenade for us all. I think that's what it's about. I'm always jumping on grenades. You really are. <laughs> you need you to really jump on are. a fucking grenade, Hudson. Dan will be like, hey, I watched this movie called Grass Growing for the podcast. I'm like, will you enjoy that? Well, I don't know. Steve. Maybe maybe this uh, requires a 1 a.m. text because, uh, you know. Oh, I know. One of us goes to grass growing. The other one doesn't and sits on its freaking butt. You pick which one you are. I'm like, all right. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. Again, this was gonna- exaggeration, but that's okay. <laughs> Give me all you got. Are you going to actually, Are you so it's 100% sure you're watching the whole season. 100%. 100. Okay, cool. That's dope. That'll probably be my 4th of July evening, to be honest with you. Well, then I'll watch it too. That's my guy. What day? 4th of July. Uh, is that when it's dropping? Yeah, the 4th of July. Oh, they're slick. It's perfect. 
So yeah, yeah. people have the day off. And how? And is it a six ep- six episode or? Seven? I don't even know how many episodes it's going to be. I haven't paid that much attention to it. What if it's like thirteen and you're going to be like, I can't binge this? Oh, look right now. Let me see real quick. It doesn't take it's long. like thirteen episodes. I'm thinking it's going to be ten episodes, but let's. I'm going seven, maybe eight. Yep, eight episodes. That's eight hours. That's a shift, and less than that because it's like forty-five minutes an episode. Yeah, knock it out in a day. Go take yeah, a lunch break. Come on back to it. You're fine. You're not, but you're not going to even go somewhere for fireworks. Like go see them without the dogs. No, the man. Dogs don't have to do. That's oh, the, you know. I, I here's the deal. In the last few years, I've actually changed. I love fireworks. I love watching them explode. I love all that shit that we can't have in Fresno that people have, and they have a lot of it in my neighborhood. So when you walk outside in my neighborhood at like around. I don't know, nine o'clock at night. It's a freaking war zone out there. I like that. But I, there's something that I didn't really take into consideration over the last couple of years. Getting back to indoor dogs, dogs freak out. Not all of them. Like I have two. One of them's fine. The other one freaks out to the point where I, I feel like she's going to have a heart attack. We've had to get meds. And I think we got the med dosage dialed in because last year it didn't do anything. But she will just sit and shake. Cra- like just it's it's pathetic. So it's actually taking the fun out of it for me. I would r- much rather take care of my dog than blow up fireworks. Oh, look at this, dude. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to sound like the old curmudgeon, but like you're really just burning up money. You know what I mean? So oh, I, you are. So I don't know what we're going to do. I think I might actually get the dog into the car and drive to a neighborhood that's not mine and then just kind of watch the skies because it's super loud over here, dude. It's crazy how loud it is. I may actually use because the, the portable recorder. I think I may actually take it outside if I'm home and record what it sounds like in my neighborhood, dude. It's insane. That is not an exaggeration whatsoever. Until what time? Oh, dude. All right, folks, listen. I, uh, for those that don't know, I'm Mexican. So I, I'm going to say this as truthfully as possible. Mexicans love fireworks. And we got lots and we got a lot of Mexicans in this neighborhood, too. And they blow shit up. Like it starts around like it'll start tonight. Actually, we're going to hear our first boom tonight and the dog is going to get nuts and it's going to continue on until the fourth. But when the fourth hits, my neighborhood goes off. Really? Mm hmm. Yeah. Dang. It's true. Like it's it's, it's like I think it's a culture thing. I don't think like stupid Mexicans. I'm saying Mexicans love fireworks. (laughs) They just do. And and it's and I can like validate that statement by saying that over the past few years I've been I've kind of like walked around the neighborhood seeing what everyone has and who's blowing these things up and it's always my people blowing shit up like like till the fucking break of dawn it's crazy like it gets old after a while so I have to take care of my pooch now do um because in my neighborhood they only light off fireworks that are like in the in the main um street after that normally it just quiets down that's good i like, wish i had your yeah. neighborhood it's too much man it, dude i'm done with and some of but the thing is the guy like across the street i would say like he has these legendary fireworks every year yeah so he buys like, illegal mortars even, yes and then things go like you hear it go I used to have those really? dude I, I don't know if I had anything to do with it which is why I think I feel even worse about it is because I had come across a very large box of uh, fireworks I probably shouldn't have had and had a blast launching these things off but I was not taking into consideration the proximity of my house to these things you know meaning my dogs of course and I think I might have I don't know maybe maybe I'm just making myself feel bad about it but I think I may have Put it this way. I didn't help the situation. So now I have to try to help the situation. So it means, you know, not watching all the boom booms, but that's okay, dude. I'm fine with it. 
I'm going to watch Stranger Things. I didn't even think about that situation when I had the dogs. Oh, yeah. You don't even know what they're like. You might want to. I, I do. I remember um, it when I, uh, back in the day when I had a dog in the house, for other reasons, um, that <laughs> dog, it felt like she was having a heart attack. Like her breathing was fast. Her yeah. heart rate was like, I was like, this isn't normal, is it? No, not at all. And she was shivering. You know, maybe we should just stop doing fireworks altogether. I know it's crazy, but maybe we shouldn't give people dynamite to play with on the street. Just a closing thought. What else you got, Dan? I got to tell you, I'm not really going to argue with you on that one, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know there are people out there that love their fireworks and I get it. Dude, they love it. Listen, I'm going to be real with you. (laughs) Don't blow yourselves up this 4th of July. And please be courteous of people that have dogs. I know you love your mortars. You spent mad money for them. Just have a little bit of consideration. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay, next. What else we got? That is totally fair. Go for it. You got it. Fuck, these guys are these guys used to be cool. I don't know what happened to them. Uh, you know, I was going to talk about Spider-Man coming out this week, Far From Home, but that's really it. Spider-Man's coming out this week, ladies and gentlemen. I hear it's good. It's gotten good reviews so far. It starts tomorrow night. Steve, I might go see it tomorrow night. Dang on it. Tuesday night it starts? Starts tomorrow night. I that think is so weird. I'm working until like five or I can't remember what I'm doing. 8.30 to 4, 5. I don't remember when I'm working. I got to figure that out. Probably an important thing that I show up on time. But once, yeah. <laughs> but once I leave there, I think I'm going to go straight to the theater and check it out. Is it a midnight thing tonight, maybe? Maybe. I didn't think about that. I wonder if they have a midnight showing. Well, I know that Sean from Horribly Awkward asked if I wanted to go. He's going at like 5.30 or 6. So it's probably, maybe it's a midnight thing tonight. Hmm. Maybe I could go in early and get out of there in time. Something to consider, sir. Something to consider. All right, cool. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, what else? Let's see. We're going to make this part quick, guys, because we do actually have a lot to talk about, and I want to focus on that. But a couple things that I'm going to hit. People that reached out to us about last episode, the Wu-Tang episode, glad you liked it. It seems like you people really like our music-oriented podcasts, and we really appreciate that. So we're just acknowledging you. We see you. Um, expect more of those. But I'm glad you like that. I wish I could have told a little bit more about that. But if you'd like, you can listen to ADO Radio. That's Attention Deficit Order Radio, their podcast, their 400th episode. I may have mentioned this, but they go into way more detail about the events of that night, which is pretty interesting, I think. It's it's definitely different. I'll say that. And at the very end of that, we did this little gorilla parking lot podcast at the end, which goes on for about an hour. So if you want to hear more, about that night, please get that. I'm going to put that into the uh, the notes like I did last week too. But check it out. It's worth listening to. And then I may possibly be talking about it this afternoon when I go on Horribly Awkward Podcast. So I will be on the next episode of that and I will let you know when that comes out too. But check both of those podcasts out. They're great. Also, last thing before we start to get into the meat and potatoes of things, Steve, or the uh, Brussels sprouts and lettuce, whatever you, you like. Let's talk about Preacher for just a second. Yeah. My anticipation is getting crazy because I cannot wait to start recording the word again. People that are paying attention to these kind of things, you may have noticed that the preacher, well, the AMC people, I should say, actually dropped a little teaser last week. I mean, it is, it's it's almost not a teaser. It's just a whole bunch of images. They're starting to show a few like stills from the series, but they put out this ridiculously cool promo poster for season four. Check that out. Preacher starts August 4th. So be ready for that. And that's when the word comes on. So if it starts on the fourth, you can expect us by the sixth for sure. However, the moment that 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 actual trailer drops, you can expect a podcast from us within about 48 hours. I don't even know when it's going to drop. 
Maybe 48 hours is putting a little, making it a little too defined, but trust me, we will have something out very soon after the first teaser trailer that comes out. Promise you, promise you, promise you, promise you. And the reason that I brought up the word in the first place is I'm going to be kind of cryptic with you guys, but I'm very excited because I am working on something. I actually have reached out to a couple of people from the show and I've asked them to come on and both of them have agreed to it. And I can't really say who they are yet because nothing's final, but you guys can expect some interviews coming up and um, I'm really excited about these. So stay tuned for that, man. I'm really this like this weekend. I got some shit done for the show and I cannot wait to tell you what we have in store for you for the final season of the word. I just can't wait. And I know, I mean, for a person that, that, that a few seasons ago was kind of worried. I'm surprised at how excited I am this season. Yeah. You didn't like those seasons, bro. Was it one and two or just one? Uh, two. Two. The second season, I was like, Ugh. So you liked one? So you didn't like one or two? No, no, no. I liked one because we're on season four, right? Three, right? Yes. You, okay. I thought you I didn't liked, like one. I did that's not the season really like were, one. Yeah. No, because remember season two, I was worried. Remember, I was worried for season. I was like, oh, no. Well, we were just but, kind of like concerned that it was going away from the actual story. Yes. But that's but when it, it started good. giving us... Yeah, and it started giving us hints of what's to come. So I liked season two, but one, I'm with you. I was like, oh no, what'd they do to our show? What'd they do to our I story? Was, I remember on the off season, we were like, coming back for season two. I was like, ugh. But now I'm like, yay! Yeah, yeah, so glad we stuck with it, guys. So if you do listen to earlier episodes of The Word, you're going to see our opinions change drastically as this as For the sure. series goes on. But um, it's sure. worth a listen. That is called The Word, the unofficial preacher podcast, because I, for some reason, wanted to give it in a ridiculously long name. And the one that we wanted was taken. And I love I love The Word, though. Yeah, I do, too. I actually like it a lot. But get the jump. If you want to do a podcast, get the jump on the name. Don't hesitate. Don't be like lollygagging with that shit, because sometimes it'll bite you. My choice was word of noise, but Dan said no. I was like, what are you doing? Steve, stop it. <laughs> you wacky. That show doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> All right, go on, brother. All right, so we got mail, like I said, and I'm going to try and run through this really quickly here. The first one comes from the one, the only Kevin Shanks, and it is, uh, is it titled? No, it's not titled, but that's okay, Kevin. Don't worry about it. I, I shouldn't ask too much. I don't even think I gave you an option for that, but it goes like this. Dan and Steve. Steven Dan, excellent show as always. Pound for pound, you are the most consistently awesome show I listen to. Let's just stop for a quick second. And I'm not like being stupid. Kevin, thank you so much, dude. Like that statement right there means so much. I know it means a lot dude. to Steve. It's, it's dude. like that's a big statement to say. Dude. So thank you very much for that, man. Because I'm glad that if, if, if we were only hitting one person right, that's the reaction we want right there. So thank you so much. But Kev, gee, you're the dude. You're the dude. Kevin's a dude. dude. He is yeah. a dude. Killer Kevin. Killer Kevin. It makes me feel really all warm and shit inside. It says, every episode is something new and damn fun. Let's talk about the Spice Girls for just a second. <laughs> <laughs> I said, he says, I'm with Dan here. I'm a rock oh, and metal guy. Well, hear him out. He says, I'm a rock and metal guy and would so go to a Spice Girls show in a heartbeat. Go look up the Spice Girls, say you'll be there, or what do you think, or who do you think you are, and tell me those are not good and fun songs. Also, Steve, were you looking for the word novel? Yes, he was looking for the word novel. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Kevin. I don't know why neither one of us could think of that. And then, like, I get this t- speaking of 1 a.m. text, I just get the word novelty. <laughs> 
That's the word he meant. That's exactly what he was looking for. To describe the Spice Girls, he says, I'm thinking you may have been. Other bands mentioned Red Hot Chili Peppers. They declined rapidly after Blood Sugar Sex Magic. He's so right. Okay, about can we put day. a pause on that? Certainly. What do you think about that? I think that he's exactly right. Really? Because I haven't listened to their albums. Like, I've never listened to a whole Chili Peppers album. I think- So I just like their songs. Oh, I've been trying to get you to listen to this one. I think you need to listen to Blood Sugar Sex Magic in its entirety. Then follow it up immediately with uh, maybe like Californication and you'll see a drastic change. But I love the, like the singles off all the other albums. I love those singles. I'm like, man, that's a good song. Aeroplane's good. California, uh, uh, Scar Tissue's good. Um, Can't Stop. Like these songs are really good to me. And so I assume the albums attached to the songs were good were good also. I totally was wrong, apparently. I think a lot of people would agree with you on that because I went to a concert. I can't remember what concert it was. I think it was like Stadium Arcadium or something like that, their double album. Yeah. I, I left. <laughs> I thought it was Holy fun. crap. Okay, well, to be fair, I did get tickets for free, but I went to go see a band called the Mars Volta who opened up for them. And when the Mars Volta opens up for somebody, bye-bye, whoever you're opening up for, because that band like them or not, they have unmatched energy on stage. It's amazing what they do. It's like Led Zeppelin meets Santana or something. And it's just this, it's, dude, it's amazing. And then this is a big part of it too, which is, I'm about to read what he wrote because this is why I left. Anthony Kiedis is a horrible live singer. Dude, he's not exaggerating at all. I don't think he's a great studio singer anymore, to be honest with you, but live, he sucks. Lots of energy, but Trust me when I say go back and look at the Blood Sugar Sex Magic Years, uh, Mother's Milk, uh, Uplift Mofo Party Plan, Freaky Styly. Those are the albums that you should be listening to if you want to check out like real Chili Peppers. This is just you, you know what? the extension of their, you know, their career. When I think about the Chili Peppers, when I see, uh, think about Anthony Kiedis singing live, I really think about he's not a singer. He's just like a rapping singer, like sip up the lip, come and dip. Like that's his thing. I'm like, if he tried to sing to me, I'd be like, oh, he's not a good singer on albums either. I like him when he's doing quick, fun, jamming, that sort of thing. But if he's trying to like, I didn't like um, I think the best singing thing he's done was under the bridge. I've never heard him sing that good since. I would have to agree with you. I was like, oh, that's about as good as he's ever sung. I liked him in uh, Knock Me Down, too, which is on Mother's Milk. But, you know, he does. He had a decent singing voice, but it's just. And again, it's all opinions. The direction that he's chosen to go over the years is just not good. And he's just got like one okay. tone that he does now. And it's just, it's not fun. It's not funny. It's not fun, Steve. So I don't like I'm it. Glad we stu- I gl- I'm glad we paused on that. I, d- I did not. I need to listen to their other out because I I even liked um the recent one, the recent single they put out, but I didn't listen to the whole album. So they they're good at singles. So if you want consistency, it's the earlier stuff. Okay, and so all of Blood Sugar Sex Magic is a good out. That whole album's good, arguably, but yes, I I would say so. Okay, cool, 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 cool. He says, and regarding Metallica, if you haven't listened to their latest album, Hardwired to Self Destruct, then you need to. Um. I think that Hardwired to Self-Destruct is probably their best album that they've done in, jeez, since, since the Black Album. That's, that's saying something. Because it's been a long that time. That is saying, that is saying, yeah. I was in high school, dog. Yeah. No, I was in junior time. high. <laughs> what was the one they put out right before? It's called Death Magnetic. And it's, they were trying a little too hard to get back to their, like their heavy stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And, and, and with this one, 
love it or hate it, they sort of found a nice happy medium. It's never going to be as heavy and raw as it used to be, but they found a nice way to kind of have that influence in the songs, but sticking with like the normal Metallica formula now. So it is definitely a better album. I like it. It's just not one that I listen to all the time, but um, yeah, they've got some bangers on that one. I actually like it. Okay. I do. Whenever we talk about music, tech on it. Um, mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, is there any one, is there any song like throughout their, because I imagine you listen to all their discography, even if you didn't like the albums, you've listened to their discography, right? More or less, yes. Could you say that every single album at least has one hit, in your opinion? Uh, with the exception of St. Anger. That's what I was looking for, that even St. Anger. Yeah, I would say so. Because but even Saint- like their stuff like The Memory Remains and, uh, God, I have to think about it, man, because those just weren't like uh, Fuel is another one. Give me Fuel, give me Fire, that stuff. That all had great radio play, and people love that shit, and they still play it. So yeah, I would say so. But just oh my god, Saint Anger, it's, it's, it's <laughs> and that's bad. the one that the documentary I saw is based yeah. on, right? That is so funny. It's like watching your friend get beat up or something. Like, ooh, ooh, really? It's cringy. Yeah, it's really bad. I gotta listen to that album just no, to you hear really what you're talking don't. about. Oh, okay, but don't yeah, don't waste too much time on it, man, because there's much better. Like again, I know you think I know we for some reason Metallica always finds its way into this podcast. And I'm not like I'm an old fan, but I'm not even the biggest fan of Metallica anymore. But they just keep finding their way back into this podcast. So we won't spend too much time on them. But yeah, uh, check it out. But don't check it out too much because it's not worth it. I will not. Now, this is where Kevin gets mad. (laughs) He says he says Weezer's Teal album is terrible. That's the one that I played some of the songs for you last week with the cover. (laughs) (laughs) He says they ruined Black Sabbath's Paranoid. Agreed. The version of Take On Me and Everybody Wants to Rule the Word or World rather are also awful. Uh, I agree with that, although I would probably say that Everybody Wants to Rule the World in Africa are probably the two best ones on that album. And then... Um, oh, that's saying... T- I, oh. It's not saying a lot. I mean, it really isn't. And, but I like this part because he just he puts it all out there for you. He, does, he wants to make sure that you understand where he's coming from. And he simply puts, fuck Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I've got a soft spot for them. I, I agree with you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Kevin. Honestly, I do up to about that point because there, there's others. <laughs> Maybe he means fuck Weezer now, like like fuck them for doing that. <laughs> In which I did case, not see that coming, dude. He's like, he's like, man, that's why I'm like fuck Weezer. <laughs> I think okay, I'm reminding me of Smokey. That's why I'm like fuck Hector. Exactly. Gee, here's the thing. I don't think any other podcast has had that said on their podcast no. before. Those two words. Nope. <laughs> Shanks tells it like it is, man. I love it. So what's your view on that? Because uh, I'm not really familiar except for Buddy Holly. I think that that album, the blue album that has Buddy Holly on it, is a perfect album. There's not much Whoa. like... Now, I'm not comparing the two, saying this one's better than the other oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything sure. like that. But what I'm saying is much like Boston's album, the first album has yes. no yes. bad songs on it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Weezer's blue album. Okay. And then after okay. that, they had hits and misses. And a lot of people love Pinkerton, their second album, I think is garbage. And usually it's like more, I don't know, I'm going to piss somebody off, but it seems like that's hipster shit to say. All those songs that are, oh, okay. that are terrible, I think that's their best word. Whatever. Okay, good for you. But I like now, that. I really like this, the first album because of the producer. And you hear the influence from that producer. The producer is Rick Ocasek. Do you know who that is? No. Singer of the Cars. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge fan of the Cars back in the day. And so you hear a lot of that in that album. The way it's just, they have this very, like all of their songs are singable. 
they all harmonize really well. It's a perfect album, in my opinion, dude. It is one of my favorite all times album, like all time albums ever. And um, after that, it's, it's when you hold something that high of a standard, it's hard to match that. You know what I mean? So none of their uh, other albums have ever really matched it for me. But there are hits and misses. They have so many albums, dude. Like I've lost count of how many they have. Most of them all look now, the same. It's like the black album, the green album, the teal album. You know what I mean? But um, the red album is another one. But that I would have to say that Weezer. I don't want to say peaked on the first album, but in my opinion, I think they peaked. What is there? Is there another hit off of that first album other than Buddy Holly? Oh, I mean, My Name is Jonas, uh, The Sweater Song. Jesus Christ. Because there's something that was like played on radio that I'd be like, oh, because Buddy Holly was unavoidable. Yeah. Uh, The Sweater Song, Undone is what it's called. You've you've heard that one for sure. Uh, Say It Ain't So is probably my favorite one on the album. See, I got to listen to Weezer only because I liked Buddy Holly. I genuinely thought it was funny. And so I was like, I would listen to them. But then every, a few other groups came out that sounded like them. So I'm like, uh, I was like, okay, is that just the sound right now? But they probably were like the first. <laughs> I will tell you that, like I said, there's a lot of Rick Ocasek influence on that album. And maybe that's why I like it so much. But I just don't think that they've had any. And then again, I, I like to say this because people like to like go, that's bullshit. I'm just telling you, in my opinion, I don't think that that album was ever matched about anything that they've ever done. I've, there's never been another Weezer album that I've been able to listen to all the way through nonstop. OK, fair enough. There it is. Hey, Shanks, tell us what you think about that first Weezer album. Yeah, Shanks. He's like, fuck Weezer. <laughs> that is a strong statement, dude. I love it. That is a strong statement. He says uh, he but closes it out. Cru- they still have cru- cruises and stuff. Go on. They do. And I would go check that out. Although I'd probably just oh, be wow. like, I want to go on one of those concert cruises. You know who's doing one, maybe. Who? And I, and I have bad luck seeing them these days, but Kohi's supposed to be doing a cruise. I would definitely check that out. Oh, dude, you guys, I could, I can already, that would be so fun for you, bro. You just see pictures of me just trash the entire oh, time. Oh, you would lose your, it would be so fun for you. And, who, and I imagine they'd have a lot of Kohi-ish openers. Yeah, they have bands that they like to like. They've been talking about touring with Three Eleven. I would love to see that bill. That'd be fantastic. I forgot about Three. Who who's their lead singer? Uh, Nick Hexum. I forgot about Three Eleven. Crazy talented band. Another band that I lost wow. touch with, but their first and second albums are fire all the way through. Love it. I forgot all about them. Huh. So Shanks closes out with. So that's all I have. Again, you guys rock. Keep up the good work. Peace, my friends. Kevin. Love you, brother. Dude, love you, man. Thank you so much for that awesome email. You know why I know um, 311? Why? Because we used to think they were racist. What? Because 311, all of us thought in our crew, they're like, oh, you know, they called themselves 311 because it's the 11th uh, letter in the alphabet is K and it's three Ks. Oh, my God. People look for conspiracy and everything. (laughs) Yeah. All of us was like, oh, we ain't listening to them then. You didn't realize that they're playing like reggae music and shit, like reggae inspired music and positivity. The only thing we knew about is their name. They're like, oh, you know, that's KKK. We're like, oh, we're not listening to them. All of their songs are about like being positive and like fuck hate. That is so funny. (laughs) So I could see where you got your point, Mix. (laughs) (laughs) All right. People are crazy. I was was like, how did I know that name? I'm like, oh, I remember. That is some wild shit right there. Who thinks of this? Like, who who would have thought of that? You know what? It was a, I bet you if you Google it, it's still a thing. Oh, I'm sure it is, but it's ridiculous <laughs> at this point. Yeah, man. I counted to 11 and went, oh, that's K times three. That is so oh, funny. no. Yeah, man. That's ridiculous. They're, they're a good band, man. I, I would recommend. Oh, I got to keep them. I'll send you a, uh, you know what? Look up their greatest hits album. 
on a uh, Apple Music, and you'll like that. Done deal. Okay, cool. Oh, it's on Snap. It's on Snopes, by the way. Uh, Snopes had to put out an article de- uh, debunking this rumor. Yeah, good. Thanks, Snopes. In 2007, it might have been too late by then. It's re- so ridiculous, dude. <laughs> Makes sense though. That's when everyone's. That's when Twitter woke up. Hey, let's fucking blame everybody for oh, everything. <laughs> damn, but wait a minute. In the official clan thing. Yeah, three eleven is a number used by the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, I, it's their official number. Okay, well, that is a huge coincidence. <laughs> I, you know, I honestly, I don't even know what the meaning of three eleven means, but I guarantee you, it's not that. I know they didn't mean to, but the Klan on their thing, they're like, yeah, our number is three eleven. See, and a white guy, three Ks, white guy made it up. God damn it, that's a that's a huge coincidence. So I could see how someone would be like, wow, of all the numbers, three eleven. <laughs> Yeah, now I got to find out what the meaning is. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can't we just have music? Damn, that's weird. All right, man. Next up, we do have a voicemail. This one is from Shannon. I'm going to go ahead and play this one real quick. Hey, guys. It's Shannon. I'm listening to the Wu-Tang app. And caveat, I haven't finished it yet because there was a record scratch moment I had to stop and talk to you about. Hmm. Steve, how have you never heard Protect Your Neck or The Mystery of the Chess Boxes? Are you kidding me, dude? I was so shocked you hadn't heard those. I actually, my mouth dropped open. Shots fired. Um, I'm just going to say, for the record, Inspected Deck is an ass kicker. Protect your neck. I smoke on the mic like smoking Joe Frazier, the Hellraiser, raising hell with the flavor. Terrorize the jam like troops in Pakistan, oh, swinging snap. through your town like neighborhood Spider-Man. You can't beat that. See, listen oh, to the song. Let me just pause for a second. Thank you very much, Shannon, because I have a lot of time on my hands now. And don't think that I'm not going to isolate your words and put that to the beat of Wu-Tang Clan. So expect Dad, that in the future. I didn't see that coming at all. You just, I got, didn't, so you just got laughed by a uh, lovely woman with red hair. Okay, okay as I pause, <laughs> am I crazy for not hearing the songs that she just yes. um, talked about? Yes, okay. dude. Okay, yes. never mind. Go ahead. You are crazy. <laughs> I mean, I I can't put it any any other way. Let's finish this one up real quick. Otherwise, great up so far. And if I have more, I'll email later. Bye, guys. Shannon, you know what's a trip? Known you for a long time. And because we really haven't seen each other physically, like in years, I forgot what you sounded like. Crazy, right? Anyway, thank you for your voicemail. Crazy, right? Crazy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Street smarts. You want it? Go get it. (laughs) That dude is a genius. Guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, you need to get with it and start watching John Mulaney on Netflix. Watch New in Town. That's the one that he made magic happen. Watch New in Town. Anyway, okay, what were the two songs? Uh, Protect Your Neck. Protect Your Neck. And The Mystery of, uh, it's duh, if you want to be, you know, real with it. The Mystery of Chess Boxing. And you know those songs. Yeah. It's on the first it's on the first album, dude. Check it out. She look at my boy Dan knowing his stuff though. I know a little about a lot. You know what I'm saying? Or a lot about a you, little. No, I, know. I think you know a lot about a lot. I can't wait to I can't I'm gonna listen to it the whole album tonight. The whole you should. album. Dude. Absolutely. Just just play it like on repeat and you'll start going, oh, okay. I get it now. Cause yeah, you're a fan, dude. Okay, so now, this is a two-part thing. Normally, I don't think I would do two parts, but she does bring some things up in this uh, 
this next one. Then we have to get to the business of things. So I'm going to read this one real quickly, okay? It says, hey, guys, this is also from Shannon. Hey, guys, finish the Wu-Tang episode, and there is so much to unpack here. Dan, I'm with you on the blood sugar sex magic thing. Okay, that's two people now, Steve. That, that's three, including me. You need to check this album out. I got to uh, check that out. Being the best Chili Peppers album. Uh, it was one I'd consider really influential in my life, as would I, but I also really like Mother's Milk, as do I. The album has some great songs, Taste the Pain, Knock Me Down, and my second all-time favorite cover of Higher Ground, Steve. You heard that. Ooh, that's heard a that? great cover, dude. Yes, that's a great cover. Wow, I'm surprised you said that, actually. It is a great yeah, cover. Yeah, that's a great cover. It's they did because like- they didn't try to do Stevie. Right. They're like, we're going to do that's that's why they do such they remember I told you about the um I get around by the Beach Boys cover they did. Yeah. They did uh Love Roller Coaster. They do it in their own way. And I love in Flea. Don't get Flea started. Flea on, on that on song. that song though. Boom. Yeah, come on. That boom boom. That chunk is like, what? So sick. Flea's a beat. You know, uh oh, never mind. You know Tali Kwali? Yes. So when when he uh he was doing a concert and he had Flea come up and do the bass since he was in the crowd and Flea just got up there, hip hop is his bag. That's where Flea belongs, dude. Hip hop is Flea's bag, no question. I'm hesitant to recommend something to you because <laughs> I think that it might make you go the opposite direction. But screw it, I'll do it anyway. Uh, were you aware that he produced he like he produced a remixed album of Queen songs? I did not. I would love to listen to that. Yeah, check that out. It's interesting. I mean, there's definitely some things in there. I'm like, oof, why'd you do that? But it's it's not bad. I mean, you're taking something that's really good and you're either you're just changing it a little bit, you know. But um, check it out. I'll send it to you if I can find it. Will do. It's, it's been All years right. since I've heard it. Uh, let me finish this one up real quick. So it says it's nothing like Stevie's original, but I like it as much. I haven't seen them in concert and not sure I'd want to now, but their music is great for pumping me up when I need it. I'm also particularly jealous. You saw Rage Against the Machine and the Beastie Boys. I wish I had seen them when you played the snippets of the Wu-Tang show. I could see what you were talking about with the bass because my car speakers were thumping. I can't imagine how that sounded live. Steve, dude, you are one of the most musically literate people I know. My voicemail message covered my astonishment that you didn't know more Wu-Tang songs. My husband loves them. He got me listening. I wanted to ask you both if either or both of you listened to The Roots. I love them so much and hardly anyone I know listens to them. Aside, they opened for Dave Matthews Band in 2003-ish and killed it live. You know what? I think I went to that tour, but we got the Black Eyed Peas. No thank you, man. You know, one of those tours, he had John Mayer. I would have taken that. That'd been kind of like too much of the little too much. That thing. Yeah. <laughs> too much of that thing. There'd be a lot of fucking Birkenstocks walking around that bitch, right? It would be like, oh, uh, who's that Hawaiian dude that sings? Oh, yeah. Let's throw Jack Johnson on the bill, too. Everyone, yes. you can't come if, in unless you take your shoes off. No, it, it would be like Jason Mraz opening for Jack Johnson. It'll be like, Ooh. that's a lot of that. It's just a whole, it's like, <laughs> I think you're talking about like the male version of the Lilith Fair is what it would be. Yeah, into. it's that, but like, okay, I don't need, I need something different in this lineup. I told, but you, I would, Black Eyed Peas would have pissed me off if I knew the Roots were on that <sighs> squad. I didn't know the Roots opened for Dave Matt. That gives me a lot of props to Dave Matthews, though. To let the roots open for him. Dave That's knows dope. musicians, dude. He's got fantastic musicians in his band. I mean, some of them are now dead. Oh, dude. But Carter Buford, them. dude. Carter yeah. Buford is a beast, is, it Bu- is it Buford dude. or Beaufort? I think it's Beaufort. Not that it matters. I'm just... I think just, it's Buford. Yeah. He's he's sick, dude. Like His jaw-dropping... Dude. Just jaw-dropping. Some of the fills he does. I, if you can find an isolated, you probably can't. So just listen to his 
any live version of him playing Rapunzel. Any live version of it. Look at you calling he out is, Rapunzel. Look at you. That dude is on a different planet every time he plays it. It's never the same. Ever the same. I love everything that the Dave Matthews Band did up until... What was it? Was it through these crowded streets? I love all their live albums. But after like when Every Day came out and all these other ones, I, I just... I'm, I'm just not into him anymore, man. But I totally appreciate it. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from you, Shannon. Uh, Dave Matthews is a fucking talent. And it's it's a pleasure to watch. I just prefer the older stuff. That's just me. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I do listen to The Roots, Shannon. Yes. Yeah, I have seen The Roots as well. I've seen them a couple you times. Chump. They opened up for Rage Against the Machine one time. Uh, that's when The Woo was supposed to play, and they didn't. Watch the documentary. You'll know why. And then I saw them. Actually, you know how I discovered The Roots? I was at Lollapalooza. And it was like some main band act that I didn't want to see. So I went to the second stage and I was like, I mean, there wasn't that many people watching. They were just setting up and they started playing. So I was like front row watching the roots for the first time. This is when they had Rozelle. Do you remember Rozelle? Yes, I do. The yeah, beatbox I, machine. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh my God. And then I saw Questlove do a drum solo and I'm like, okay, See, Quest, so these, these guys are on a whole other level. So yes, I've seen Quest the is, yeah. He's and then I saw them open up for the Beastie Boys at Santa Barbara Bowl too. So yes, I've seen them several times. Big fan. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. You know, it's a money thing with the whole Jimmy Fallon thing. I get it. But. They were beasts, man. Yeah, they were. And Questlove. They still are. Yeah. Ridiculous. They still are beasts. And for me, like. Uh, seeing, I need to go to more concerts because I got to see these folks because you just never know what, you never know what can happen. But I do want to see Roots live. Um, as far as hip hop cats, I would love to see them live, you know. But yeah, I do listen to the Roots. So you know another person that listens to them and now you know someone who's actually seen them live, Dan. I've seen everybody live, man. I stopped going to concerts a lot like over the last couple of years, but before it was ridiculous. I was You never so saw Michael, right? No, did not. Okay. No, did not. Let me ask you something real quick before we get off the route, Steve. What do you think of this? Oh, this is my jam. This is my jam, The bro. next movement, man. Okay, so before we get sued, I'll turn it off. Let's give him a little something, though, real quick. Here we go. Listen to Black Thought. Tear it up real quick. Remember when they had the Soquarians? They had them, the Roots, Common, Erica Badu, and D'Angelo were in the Soquarians. That was a freaking movement, G. I'm gonna just not lie to you at all and say I missed that completely. Yeah, they were called the Soquarians. Like whatever the, they, even though they didn't play together, they called themselves the Soquarians. So they would always be around each other, hop on each other's tracks, and I'm like. Oh, it makes total sense. And most deaf, I think, was in the Silkwarians too. But yeah, nice. that was a conglomerate that, as you saw, they all fit into each other. Like D'Angelo could have sung on that. D'Angelo could have easily sung on that track you just played. You know what I'm saying? And and it's that was a movement, Shannon. I know you've heard of them, but yeah, check out the Silkwarians. Look them up. They were on, on each other's albums all day long. So yeah, I love Roots, dude. They had like a crew. They had a solid crew. That's what we don't have now. We don't have like a, a crew that like uh, not leaders of the new school, but um, like Jungle Brothers. Jungle Brothers, what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, they don't have a bunch of people that chill together. We don't have that anymore, dog. Nope. And that but always yeah. promotes positivity too, man. Exactly. Exactly, G. But yeah, Shannon, love the roots. Thank you for that one. 
Speaking of Questlove, she says, and Dan, I want to know if you've read Mo Meta Blues by Questlove. No, I have not, but I will definitely I'm check reading it, out. it as we speak. That is really? so weird. That is I crazy. It, yeah. Can I borrow when you're done? Totally. totally. There it is, Shannon. Problem solved. Uh, she says, if not, check it out. I think we just solved that, Shannon. So please pay attention. And I says, he's a true music <laughs> fan. <laughs> Sorry, Shannon. He's a true music fan and his knowledge is amazing. I read that book in one day. As usual, even with short episodes, you guys are killing it. So thank you, Shannon. Again, thank your words mean a lot to us too. People, when you write into us, this just makes our day. So thank you very much to everyone that wrote in or has written in that are giving us those iTunes reviews, all of that stuff. We appreciate it very much. Now, real quick before we get into things, I just want to do something real quick, and that is the contact info. Steve, do you mind? Yeah. Let's right, do let me, it. Let's do it. Ha ha music. The ha ha music. music. <laughs> That's all through my head now. I was in jail. Hey, you know what's the jam, Steve? What's the jam, sir? Heroes of Noise Podcast is a jam. Ladies and gentlemen of the podcasting community, welcome to the show. Episode 75. 25 more of these bitches to go before we kill 100. El ciento, if you will. If you want to reach the show, hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. That is heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. You can reach the show on Twitter at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, at Dan Q Public. And you can reach my man, Steve, at SE underscore Hudson Music. That's right. Hit us up on Facebook. We have this fantastic... I'm going to turn this down just a little bit. It's blowing my damn ears out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm like, so listen up, everybody! <laughs> Join us over at Facebook, guys. It still exists, believe it or not. All you little Spotify, Snapchatter people. I said Spotify. See what I'm saying? I'm not hip. That's why we're on Facebook. That's why we're killing it over there. Go over to the Heroes of Noise podcast community and join the fun. We're all there waiting for you to hang out. What the hell's your problem? You're late. Get with it. We're going to forgive you this one time. But there... Drop your memes, drop all, just just talk, just be you. That We want to know who you are. You're going to find out who we are. It's a good place to be right now, and we like it a lot. Go over to Heroes of Noise if you'd like. Heroes of Noise podcast. You can go a couple of ways with this, but I'll make it, I'll simplify it. www.heroesofnoise.com. While you're there, leave us a voicemail just like Shannon did. And uh, hopefully we won't be having all those knocks and pings and stuff like one Shannon's one, but you know. I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. Maybe she was like standing in a wind tunnel or something like that. I don't know because I wasn't there. But you can do the same thing there. You can write us. You can subscribe to the show. You can subscribe to the shows of our friends at the Pods of Justice section. You want to pick yourself up a little t-shirt or something like that for the holidays. A little, little hoodie because it's going to get cold outside when you're hanging out on the beach. That's the place to do it too. Other than that, I'm going to turn it back over to my man. The beautiful, beautifully sounding, well-toned, that's muscular and vocal, Steve Hudson. Thank you for the huge, massive uh, endorsement, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no it makes problem, me feel man. really good. Really, I enjoy really, your really skin good. tone and your muscles, bro. I'm trying to. Now, here's the thing, dude. With this skin tone and this amazing muscular uh, uh, ability or, or um, physique, I rarely get time to watch things. With Dan's physique, he doesn't even have to work out because he's naturally barrel-chested, so he has a time to actually watch things. What have you watched, bro? <laughs> right you are, Steve. I am quite sexy. So let's talk movies, man. Let's um, do it. You know, you, you you threw it at me, but there are a few that I think that we should get to first because we have some follow-ups. Do you mind if we do the follow-ups do first? So really, Let's that kind of, that sort of puts it into your territory, sir. Go All right, it. so Dan, Dan, you had told me about a movie recently, and you had said that you watched it and you liked it, and it didn't seem up my alley at all. Because I'm like, I think I know where this goes. And it was called, it's a Netflix original called Always Be My Maybe. Yeah. I, I was it, like, dude, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, here's my, here was my goal. I said, I'm going to turn it on and fold clothes. And then as soon as I'm done, I'm going to turn off 
they turn this off and watch something else. Dude, not only did I not get to folding clothes, but literally I watched it. I sat down. Next thing you know, I have coffee in my hands. I'm curled up on the couch. Get a little blank I'm like, oh, lap. seriously, it pulled me in. And I was like, dude, what? From the beginning, I said, oh my gosh, what an adorable movie this is. I am so glad I watched it, dude. I am so glad I watched this movie. It really like, it sent me to work feeling wonderful. I'm like, I feel good. That's good, man. That was a happy movie. Yes. Um, even though it does all the normal, you know, it's there's nothing they do that's like, oh, we're going to subvert the common thing of romantic comedies by doing this. No, they just play it wonderfully. I loved this movie. Ali Wong and Randall Park are perfect together. I think they just lit the freaking screen up every time yes. that they were on. Wrote you know? the movie together. Yeah, yeah. And that's good. I mean, that's why I think that their their performances are so real because they were writing for themselves as opposed to someone writing for them. Yeah, and the dude, you were right. The guest star out of nowhere, I won't even ruin it for y'all. When he walked in, I said, that is hilarious. That is, and then what the guest star does and how he acts is how I would imagine him acting if I thought he was who he was on movies. I'm like, yeah, this is totally how I imagine him acting. No question. (laughs) But he... The guest star knows exactly who he, who people think he is. And he just totally plays into it. Like I said on the show before, I feel like this is probably his best role. And it's funny because he's playing himself. With the exception of the the new series that he's in, I'll leave a little bit of mystery for you, even though the movie's a little bit older. Um, with the exception of that, I think this is his finest role. He just he just knocks it out of the park. He's great. He he's literally playing a caricature of himself. Yes. Exactly. You know, when you go to the fair and you go, hey, artist, draw me. And they make your nose and your jaw all big. He's doing that in acting form. <laughs> it's great. Yes, man. exactly. Exactly. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is so good. I was just totally impressed, dude. I'm, I'm glad you really liked good. it, man. Loved this movie. I would watch it again. I have not done so yet, but I definitely will. If I just happen to see, that's the thing. It's like, if you're flipping through the channel, this isn't one of those flip through the channels. You have to make the effort to watch this movie again. But if someone in my house had put it on, I would probably just sit down and watch it. Totally. There's a few of those actually. So I have one for you. Oh, by the way, sorry. Go ahead and rate it. Oh, I will give this. Oh, I don't forgot what the bowl of. Okay. Well then hold on. My rating was tennis balls. You know what? I'm going to go with that. I'm going to give this uh, 3.5 out of 5 tennis balls. I could be wrong, but I think I'm right there with you. I'm pretty sure okay. I either went 3 or 3.5. I really liked it. So check it out. That's Always Be My Maybe. That's on Netflix, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. So I have one for you now. You Can't talked wait. about this. Yeah, like I said, we're rehashing a few. So you talked about a movie a while back, right when it came out. It was a horror movie. And for some reason, I know that you like to go see those first. So I'm glad that you did. Yes. Um, but now I've seen it. I watched it last night. I don't have a lot of notes on it or anything like that. And uh, But I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. So I watched Pet Cemetery, the 2019 yes. version last night. Yes. And, uh, oh, okay. So we have a yes. Now I'm very curious. I don't remember, to be honest with you, Steve, what your review on that one was. Yeah. But, um, so I'll say this. It's been a long time since I've seen the original Pet Cemetery. I actually mm-hmm. tried to watch a little bit. When was it? Maybe just about a month or two ago. It was on 
And mm-hmm. I was just in the middle of something and I, I didn't pay attention to it. But I will say that some of it holds up. Some of it doesn't. Yes. Still a great story. The book's fantastic. I yes. love Stephen King, but just his movies are hit or miss. So now it's 2019 and we have this new version. And um, I did enjoy this movie. Uh, there were some subtle differences between the two. They have changed a few things. Yes. And I think they did that for good reason. I'm actually talking about the children and the way things go yes. for them. Because yep. in the first one, if you've seen the first Pet Cemetery, one of the children goes through something super traumatic and is like the big part of the like antagonist role. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that was executed very well because the kid was super, super young. We're talking about yes. Gage. So the acting mm-hmm. wasn't there. And it just and then when you think about like the uh, like the physicality of what's going on, it doesn't yes. really match up. You know what I mean? Unless yes. you you true, have to true, do that true. whole suspension of disbelief and go, OK, well, there's something there's something dark that's causing this and allowing these things to happen. But you yes. know, like the physics of totally. things, if you will. But uh, so it, I don't know if it really held up really well. And then like Amanda Plummer's role scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. When she plays the sister. Oh my gosh, Just, dude. You know, so I'm going to say that I like Amanda Plummer's role better than I liked the sister in this one. Because I agree. Even with special effects, they went that, that way with horror movies now where everything's like, and like, you know, the bones come out and stuff like that. Yeah. You're that's, like, that's I the, get it. Yeah. That's the sound effect of bones coming out right there, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Um, really well done, actually. Thanks, man. I try. I worked on that one for like two hours before we started, but it was just okay. I think it was because I was expecting that like initial shock that I had as a, I don't even remember how old I was yes. when that movie came out, but I was like, Whoa, <laughs> that's something, that's yes. something freaky right there. It didn't match that. But you know, the story for the most part is pretty much the same. I think that uh, John Lithgow did a pretty good job in it. But when you think about, he plays Judd, by the way, when you think about Judd in both movies, Judd was just a prick. Like Judd, Judd, yes. Judd ruined a family. You know what I mean? He ruined yes. a family. He burned that family to the fucking ground out of self. Why reasons. even tell him about this? Exactly. Why even tell him? You know how like in situations, guys, when you're like, you know what? You didn't hear this from me. Or maybe I probably shouldn't be saying this. Guess what? You shouldn't be saying it. And then, and then if you happen to live next to an Indian burial ground and you know some shit about that, keep it to yourselves because this was not good. Okay? Bad news. Judd, you're an asshole. But totally. John Lith- but John Lithgow did fantastic as in the role. Yes. How'd you like the cat? Uh, the cat was freaky. Like, I wouldn't go near that. <laughs> I wouldn't go near that cat. I thought they did such a good job making... Like the cat was like the leader of the whole thing. Yeah. And that was it something was real weird. Yeah. I got that. And I didn't really see that the first time around in the, in the original. I don't think that was, yes. they, they gave a little more role to the cat this time. And I thought that totally. was totally cool. even on the final scene. I was like, Oh, look at the, Oh cat. dude, look at the cat saying what's up here. So yeah, I, I actually like that a lot. Jason I mean, Clark, dude, what do you think whew. about him? As He's Lewis. a star, dude. He's a star. So in my good. opinion, I thought he carried this movie great, dude. Yeah, he did a great job, especially when it got dark. He did oh, a dude. he. I mean, when Jason Clark gets dark, sorry for the rhyme. He he goes very dark, and he does. He did a really good job. Now, that's not to say that this movie doesn't have. I think the problem these days, Steve, is that I'm always looking for the perfect movie, and I say that a lot. Now, this movie's not perfect. This movie's not. Not, not everything has to be perfect. It's just a corny horror movie you know yes yes that's all it is when horror movies are out i'm trying to throw a little more positivity at them now because you know it's totally there's already a far-fetched story to begin with there's already the suspension of disbelief and they want you to do that it's not like you oh i had to do that no 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 they want you to do that what did you think about the end i did not see that ending coming 
Oh, thank you. I was actually going there when I when I talked about I the like, cat, and I what? thank you. You put me back on track. <laughs> Do you talk about the final scene? Yes, I said. Are you kidding? Because me right, right. And when that happens, which I don't believe this happens in the original. No, it doesn't. When this happens, I'm like, what about? <gasps> That's what I told Gail. That was like almost was my like, words oh, verbatim. No. <laughs> and then, and the little man looks out. <laughs> Oh, dude! It's already it be like, cryptic. Welcome Watch to the movie. Your new family. Oh, yeah. dear lord! I think I immediately went. Dun, 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 dun. You know? Oh I mean? yeah, the, for sure, for sure. And I think they could. There's so many, so many ways they can go now. If they make another one, this is a brand new thing they can do. Like the f- weird family next door. Yeah, but I think that they shouldn't. That you seems like an un- yeah, it because it left it open ended. You knew that there was something dark that was about to happen, but you don't see what happens from there on out. I prefer that because you really run the chance of ruining everything by making a sequel and extending that story. I'm trying not to give too much away, even though the movie's a little bit older. But you don't want people. It becomes a, a whole different type of movie. That is totally true. Now it becomes like a uh, almost like an infection type movie. That is totally and also I loved uh, uh, giving props to the. The wife, how the man was the one going through this emotional, this is my girl or whatever. And it was the wife that was trying to speak sense. It's like, no, 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 something is wrong. Yeah. He's all, you know, this isn't right. What are you doing? You need to do this thing. She's like, hell no, I'm not doing this thing. (laughs) She was us. We were like, do you not see how this is strange? Yeah. You done lost your mind, man. I, yeah, I thought it was, they, it was a good, I walked out being like, that was a fun horror. That's yeah. how you do a horror movie. I was completely there satisfied with that movie. But, totally. you know, and I don't have this huge allegiance to Stephen King where I'm going to pick it apart because it wasn't like the book. In fact, I think a lot of Stephen King movies are terrible over the yes. last, you know, 20 something years. But this yes. one was a good one. I liked it, man. I would definitely watch this totally. one again. So totally. I'm going to go ahead and rate this bad boy. Did you give? I can't. You don't happen to remember your rating, do you? No, I no. But I'm pretty like right now. I would imagine I said like a two point five. Yeah, that's where I'm like at. a real. It's like a solid movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's actually what I was going to say. I'm going to go ahead and give this movie two point five out of five. Fifteen blade scalpels. Perfect. Dude, that's really good. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Yeah, boy, that is not a good thing. There were some solid jumps. Like when the, I expected a certain jump. When they were looking in that little well thing that goes up to the sky, like that attic thing. The I was like, oh, thing? I know. Th- yeah, I knew it was going to happen and it still got me. <laughs> I said, I did that. It was still made me jump. Well done. Yeah, not bad at all. And man. it doesn't rely on that. It doesn't rely on just that. Right. It relies on the who that girl made. Whoo. That girl knew how to act creepier than a mug. That was that the other part, girl. too. Her her performance Again, like I said, I think they made that switch intentionally because it gave still you're still having to do the whole like, okay, well, in real life, if this could even be counted as real life, the body sizes don't match up. The habitus, there's a habitus issue going on here. And so you have to be forgiving of that and just realize, oh, that must be the supernatural. But it's more believable in this version than it was in the original version because you're dealing with, you know, what, maybe... Two and a half feet off the ground versus now you got about four and a half feet off the ground. Yes. Now you got true. yourself a little bit of a problem. So I think yes. they did really well, man. Yeah, I would recommend you guys watch this movie. And again, it's 2.5 out of five, 15 blade scalpels. Yes. And I, I one thing also they did uh, is give 
the, a certain person the recognition that I am not right. Something's wrong with me. And I know something's wrong with me. Oh, a couple things. A couple things on that since we're still talking about it. Uh, the way they did her eyes. Oh, dude. <laughs> I don't know what it Woo! is about. Like, because they weren't like that before. And now they, they nope. just, I mean, contact lenses can do so much in a movie. Oh, and they did gosh, such dude. a good job with that. There's always something about creepy eyes that gets me. And also okay. um, Pascal. Like when 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 uh, Pascal, the the ghost, if you will, in this movie. Oh, dude. When they show him on the slab and, and that lady's like, I can see his brain. And he's got a, like an eye thing going on, too. That was so oh. well done. Scary. Scary dude. as shit. And I loved how it was like, dude. And it was just, it. you know, it made me, it made me remember American World for London, where that corpse was like don't do this yes you know you're supposed to be yeah, gay. you are gonna turn into something in a while you might want to get the crap up yeah very I good practical effects oh dude yeah it, it looked pretty gross dude god i love that shit that was a good movie so yes uh 2.5 from both of us okay so winding things down steve i know that you have not seen either of these yet but i have some uh some positive things to say about a couple of movies right now can't wait spoilers right i'm not gonna be bashing anything today but the first one I want to talk about was actually recommended to me and you, for that matter, uh, by Brian on Pop Culture Leftovers. He reminded me that this movie was out. I'd seen a trailer for it and I really wanted to see it. And the movie that I'm talking about is Plus One. Have you heard of this one? I have never heard of that movie. stars Maya Erskine and Jack Quaid, who is going to be Huey in uh, The Boys. Any relation? Oh, yes. Oh, he is the son of Dennis Quaid. OK, there we go. Just yeah. making sure. In order to survive a summer of wedding fever, longtime single friends Ben and Alice agree to be each other's plus one at every wedding they've been invited to. I'm going to tell you right off the bat that this uh, 2019 has given us some amazing romantic comedies, much like what we just talked about with Always Be My Maybe. This is another one of those movies that at the end of the year, when I talk about the romantic comedies that I really enjoyed, this is definitely going to be one of them. Uh and it plays, I guess it's my bias too, because I was a huge fan of Pen15 and I'm a huge fan of Maya Erskine. I think she's wonderful, dude. I mean, I really love everything about this lady. You know, it's, it's kind of cool to see that she can hold her own as a writer. Like, she, you know, because she was writing partners with Anna Conkle from Pen15. Yeah. So it's nice to see that she can hold her own that way. Anna Conkle, by the way, makes a very, very small appearance in this movie, if you like her. But what I like about Maya Erskine is she kind of walks this thin line between being just adorable and then she can go all the way to like straight up crude. You know what I mean? Yeah. You definitely see that in, in Pen15, but you see it in this one, too. It's just a, it's a different manner completely. But there's just something about her. She can just make these faces or the way she'll like she's eating and she'll just like put something into her mouth. It's it's kind of ugly <laughs> in a way. But I find her. <laughs> no, no, it really is. And I know that she's doing that intentionally, but I find her absolutely adorable. She's one of my favorite new. I don't want to say too new, but she is definitely one of my favorite actors that has come out lately just because there's just something about her where you know that you're going to see a lot more of her in the future. Oh my gosh. What's up? Her dad is Peter Erskine. Who is that? Refresh my memory. Honestly, I'm not going to try and front. Like I, she just popped onto my radar with, uh, I know she's in casual as well, but she just popped into my radar recently when we start, when we started watching pen 15. He's the freaking drummer from, um, uh, uh, weather report. Oh, really? Yes. With Jaco Pistorius in them. And Jocko makes his look at how does this all just it all kind of just keeps coming back. Metallica. That is Jocko. so <laughs> Isn't it funny, weird? dude. Yeah, this is I did not know that she that was his mom. That was his, her father. So, See, yes, that's her father. We were meant to talk about this. Erskine. I was like, yeah, probably not related. 
sure enough, they're like, daughter of Peter. I'm like, whoa, that is crazy. Jazz drummer. She's doing good stuff, dude. I've yeah. loved her in everything she's in. And now it hasn't been much, but the things that I've seen her in, like she was really good and ca- like you said, casual. Really good and casual. I haven't even so, yeah. seen it. I know she's on it, but I haven't gotten that far. I, You know how like we just, when we talk about so much stuff, shows will sort of oh, get yeah. put to the off. side sometimes. Yeah. So uh-huh. I got to get back to that one. I did like it a lot. I love the whole thing. But um, I don't know. I just put it away for a while. So I look forward to seeing her in that. And she could either be 14 or 35. Yeah. I think she's like in her 30s. I think she's yeah, like 33 she's years old. But you're right. Yep. Like she can just pull that off. I mean, if you can pull off a 13-year-old, that's pretty crazy. Dude, you're and killing it. Exactly. they completely convinced me. I just, it wasn't that they convinced me. It's just that I didn't care anymore that they were adults playing kids. And they did it so Yes. Well. Agreed. But uh, getting back to the movie. So you have Alice and Ben. And they're these two longtime friends. Very comfortable around each other. That's why they can be crude with each other. But it is one of those movies, much like most romantic comedies, where you do see what's happening. I'm not taken away from it, but you know where the movie's going to go, right? So, totally. you know, but it's not so over the top that it overshadows the charm of like the romantic character building in this movie. Like, you know, it starts off much like a lot of these movies where it's like they don't, they don't see what's right in front of them. They're trying to be each other's wingman and whatnot. It's definitely that movie where you know what's going to happen with this one. You know what I mean? And again, that's not taken away from it, but it's like there's the wingman part of it. And then, of course, things start happening. And then one realizes that they should probably be with the other. And then they get together kind of thing. And then drama happens. And it, it, it is it is a romantic comedy, to say the least. But it's a very well-done romantic comedy. I would have to say that out of this year, oh, is it tied with Always Be My Maybe? Jeez, man. I'm not entirely sure which one I like more. I think that uh, they're different. This one has like a little bit more of an independent feel to it. Gail made a very good point. There are scenes in this movie that are very reminiscent of, say, like Garden State. You know the tone of Garden State? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that versus where Always Be My Maybe has that more lighthearted comedy. You know, a little more, dare I say, slapstick. Whereas this one doesn't have it. This is just more like a, it's just a movie that you're watching take place and it's got kind of a, a slower tone to it, but it's just really well done. There are some hilarious jokes in this one though. One that I will not give away takes place in the graveyard. It has to do with what a gravekeeper says to her. And I don't know why, but that made me and Gail laugh. We laughed like no joke. We probably laughed for five minutes over that because we weren't expecting so fun that's awesome yeah we weren't expecting to hear what this guy said and you know like i don't want to ruin anything about it but it just where it's being said and what just happened and how this presents itself it was just like the perfect combination of funny for us and we just it just hit us right and we were seriously like ugly laughing for like five minutes and the, the kind where like you stop laughing and then start laughing just as hard again that's how it hit us i'm not saying it's gonna hit everyone that way but i think that made me love the movie even more that's awesome dude Talking about Jack Quaid, though, bro, he gives a great performance, dude. And it just makes me that much more excited to see him as Wee Huey in The Boys because I, I didn't really have that much familiarity with him. I only recently found out that he was Dennis Quaid's kid, actually. But it makes sense that he's got the acting chops. He's definitely got the comedic timing. And I kind of look forward to seeing everything that he comes out in now. He's like now on my radar. So I'm going to be looking out for his stuff. But yeah, they have excellent chemistry. Other than that, do I really have much else to say? Like I said, you know, like they get a pass for the formulaic approach that they take to this movie because the chemistry is good. I'm willing to do that when the chemistry is good and they sell it. 
They just knock it out of the park on this one. And an unexpected pleasure in this movie is Ed Begley Jr., who plays Ben's father. Um, I don't really want to give too much of their story, but it's an estranged, an estranged son and father kind of thing in it. And okay. I'll let you find out how that works out. But Ed Begley Jr. does fantastic in this one. It was really nice to see him. He actually provides like several of the comedic scenes that made me laugh really hard. So I really can't recommend this movie enough. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 3.5 out of 5 old men on LSD. Nice. I can't wait to see I'm, And it's in the theaters? Um, I know a guy that will get this movie to you very shortly. <laughs> no, but to answer your question, uh, I know it's not in theaters. You can actually rent it on iTunes and Amazon, pretty much anywhere that you can stream movies. And I want to say it's like $6.99. But for you, okay, Steve, cool. I know a guy. You know a guy who knows a guy? I know a guy that knows a guy is going to take care of you. Done deal. Can't wait. Uh, let's see. I have one more. Do you have time for me to do one more? Because this is kind of like the one that I really want to talk about. This is a big one. Yes. I saw a trailer for a movie several months ago, and I don't know what it was. It just charmed me. You're going to hear that word charm a lot in this review. And the movie that I'm talking about is Yesterday. A struggling musician realizes he's the only person on earth who can remember the Beatles after waking up in an alternate timeline where they never existed. This is one of the most charming movies that I've seen in a really long time, bro. I've got this bias towards Notting Hill. Mm -hmm. I love the movie Notting Hill. And this movie has that vibe. Like, so if you like that tone of Notting Hill, you're going to like this movie. The way the characters, you know how it incorporates friends and family. And it's just those quirky people that sort of make it all work just right. This movie's chock full of those. Uh, the star of the movie is Himesh Patel. I had never seen this guy before. I, I'm sure he's probably been in something, but this is my introduction to his acting. And I think the dude is a star. He plays a guy named Jack Malik, and he plays him so well and so earnestly. And he's got a fantastic voice, by the way. This movie just kind of took me through all the emotions, man. It's not a movie where, like I could see, you know, anytime that you have a movie where you're doing something, where you're taking the music of a, like for instance, the Beatles or Queen or something like that, you're going to have these fans that are going to, they're going to be polarized. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One way or the other, they're either going to hate it or they're going to love it. I personally think he did a fantastic job in this. And this is where I'm going to lay down the gauntlet. I think that this is a better movie than Rocket Man. Not only did I enjoy the music more in this, I enjoyed the performance of the music as well because it wasn't so over the top. Like I told you, I, I it uh, Rocket Man had such a like a Broadway musical feel to it that I just really couldn't get past that and though I was able to watch the movie and enjoy it, it just wasn't one of my favorite movies. I was really thinking that because of its, you know, it's Taron Edgerton, he's playing Elton John, he's 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 singing the music that it's going to be when it comes down to Oscar time. He's going to be up there. It almost made him like a default, though, because there really wasn't anything to rival yes. that. You know what I mean? So now we have a competition when it comes down to Oscar season. Is it Oscar worthy? That's really not for me to decide. But I think that if we're talking just straight up like musical movies, this one, in my opinion, just beats the shit out of Rocket Man. Watch the trailer on this one, guys. This is going to be the key to it right here. Like, if you like the trailer, you're going to like this movie. It's just this great way to spend a couple of hours with these really charming characters. And it's funny that I keep saying that word. I was actually looking up some reviews last night about it, seeing what other people thought. And you keep seeing that. Charming, charming, charming. You'll see what I'm talking about when you see this. Lily James is the romantic interest in this movie. And she's just freaking adorable. And much like the other movies that we've talked about so far, the pairing is fantastic. They play really well off each other. She plays his longtime friend slash manager. And again, it's one of those situations where something's been in front of you the whole time. You know, like they're not they're not steering away from the romantic comedy formula. But again, they do it so well. 
the one thing that you kind of have to look out for is it's it's an absurd plot, you know, <laughs> like like it's a timeline thing. It's a what if it's a hypothetical situation. And if you can just get past that and go, oh, that would never happen. You're going to enjoy yourself with this one. I promise you just know that you can go into this movie and like, dude, seriously, I was getting the chills with these songs. I love the Beatles, man. And then like they're they're done so well and they're playing all the hits. So I had like the chills and a smile on my face the entire time this movie's on. It was great. Um, there was one person in the movie that kind of took me out of it, and that's Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that she's an agent. Yes, she's the agent. <laughs> yeah, that's it, dude. Manager I slash mean, and, agent. Yes. And also, real quick, to, uh, people, yes, you could, like, in my brain, I've put aside, just like you said, could I write what probably happens in this movie? Yes. Don't let that take away from how good a movie is. Yes, for sure. Honestly. Just watch the movie and enjoy it. It's okay to enjoy stuff like that. Yeah. Step out of your freaking wheelhouse every once in a while and just, like, yes. enjoy something. This is a movie yes. that... If you just want to like kind of forget the world for a while and you just want to go in and enjoy I yourself that. and see these people, you'll see what I'm talking about, Steve, when you see, I, like I said the other night, like I really recommended, this is a great date movie, first of all. So I'm curious what you two think if you go see it together. I think you're going to walk away with smiles, man. I, I don't really see how you could walk out of that movie. Like I go to IMDB a lot and I'll look at the reviews just to see. And there's always that one guy. That was the worst movie I've ever seen. One out of ten. Fuck you. Like you're you're just there for the trolling. This is not a terrible movie. I promise you. I'll tell you that there's some unexpected surprises in this movie. They got me really good on one of them with uh, someone that pops up in the movie. I won't say how or when or anything like that. And no, it's not Ed Sheeran if you've seen the trailer. But it was this really big surprise, and I just didn't expect it. And it was actually one of the more like heartwarming parts of the movie. And I was also watching when I walked out. Like the facial reactions. Everyone just looked like they just saw something so pleasant and they just, they all seemed very happy. And it's it's just a joyous kind of movie, man. I, I don't want to like. That's awesome, dude. I, I don't want to build it up to the point where it's like the best movie I've ever seen. But honestly, it's just, this movie was kind of like a heartwarming movie for me. You know, even with the weird premise that it has and you just have to kind of go with it sometimes. The way that they do, it's great. And I think that what really did it for me again was that, that Notting Hill type of a feeling that it has. Um. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. I just blanked. So, you know, Hugh Grant in Notting Hill, his buddy, Riz. Oh, God, what's that guy's name? Riz Ahmed? Uh, I think it's Riz Ifans. Anyway, he's the wacky friend to Hugh Grant in um, Notting Hill. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So there is a guy in this movie played by Joe Fry. And the character's name is Rocky. And he's he's like a big part of the movie, too. There's just something about him. You smile, even if it's uncomfortably. Whenever he's on the screen, you just smile. Like, he just, he is that guy. So if you've seen Notting Hill, you know what I'm talking about. If not, just go with it and know that it's a good movie. Uh, and that these characters, there's just something about these characters that have stuck with me for years and years. And this was like the, the closest thing to a match that I've seen with Notting Hill. It's not even the same story, but I think you'll know what I'm talking about if you've seen it. And then uh, talking about Ed Sheeran real quick, he plays himself in the movie. And I think uh, that he does fine, but I'm pretty sure that he was just there to drive the story forward and have a little bit of celebrity draw for the audience. Like, oh, Ed Sheeran's in it. I'm going to go see it. You know what I mean? And personally, I think that's a, and I think that's a smart move because quite honestly, they could have just made a fake celebrity for this movie that he goes on tour with or whatever happens. And it would have been just fine. I don't really think that Ed Sheeran really needed to be in this movie to make it go any other way outside of like a fan draw. But he's there and he does fine. He doesn't take away anything from the movie. And there's some pretty funny parts with that too. So all in all, I love this movie. 
Like I said, I think we have some competition at the Oscars now, and musically that is. Not like a you know best movie of the year, but maybe like a best music comedy, kind of something like that. I think that we have some competition now. So I'm going to go ahead and rate this movie. Again, highest recommendation I can give you. And I, but I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5 missing front teeth. Guys, check this movie out. Put your brains down for a little while and just go and enjoy some great music. And if anything, Steve, with this movie, if people come out of this movie going, eh, it really wasn't for me. The people that are going into this movie that are not Beatles fans, I guarantee you are going to come out Beatles fans. I'm going to pay attention this week and I want to see if Beatles sales goes up because you just feel it. I mean, I was walking around singing yesterday pretty much all day yesterday. You know what I mean? It was just one of those things. I don't know. I don't want to overtalk it, guys, but take if you if you trust me on these, go see this movie. I think you're going to come out of it with a big giant smile on your face. And that's all. I can't wait. That is yesterday that's in theaters now and before I go as the last we're going to be wrapping it up, but I want to let y'all know something. All you Beatles fans like myself, Beatles fanatics, do not do the thing where people start liking Beatles music and you're like, welcome to the party. Oh, they've always been good. Let them get a new band they like. Because you had it's your okay. time too. You discovered the Beatles exactly. at one point too. Exactly. I already smell it happening. Someone's going to be like, you know what? The Beatles are good. Well, yeah, welcome to the... Stop it. Why don't you tell them, oh, if you like that song, you probably will love this too. Bring them into the freaking... uh the club yeah don't Welcome knock to them our down wonderful exactly build them up because it's, it's gonna happen dan you know it i guarantee oh, it's, it. it's already happening <laughs> yeah just dude if i see somebody being like turns out i like the beatles all i'm gonna do is give them hand claps and be like if would you like you should probably check out this song this song's really good let make sure you don't do that thing because the beatles are a group every person on the face of the planet should listen to because they're just amazing and so yeah that's yesterday it's in theaters now to wrap it up, I love y'all. Thank you for your emails. Uh, you know, Shanks. Um, Thanks, Shanks. Dude. I'm sure he's never Come heard that on. before. With the, with the, with the, with the, <laughs> with the, uh, the Weezer G. The <laughs> best two words ever spoken on this show. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had that before. In the words of Kevin Shanks. <laughs> fuck Weezer. And, it is known. And, Sh- <laughs> and Shannon, I it's my bad, Shannon, that I don't know a bunch of uh, those two songs specifically. But after tonight, Shannon, after hearing you spit, I am totally going to learn those songs tonight or at least listen to those songs tonight. I can't wait. Is it safe to say, Steve, that you're entering the 36 Chambers this week? Oh, dude. Oh, stop it. This, this is... <laughs> I don't even feel bad about it. <laughs> I am entering the 36 chambers there you for go. sure. There you go. I cannot wait. People, I love y'all. The next voice you're going to hear is the most awesome person on the face of the planet, Dan Ramirez. That's a hyperbole, but thank you, Steve. I'm going to accept that compliment and just throw it right back at you, sir. And I'm going to attack on muscly and sexy. How's that? Thank you. I appreciate that. Have a great 4th of July, brother, if I don't talk to you. And you, ladies and gentlemen, have a great 4th of July this week. Take care of yourselves and don't blow anything up. You need your digits. Don't stress out your dogs. Don't do it too late. Just enjoy it, man, because it's supposed to be that way. Just don't overdo it. And I I only say that because I care. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, see yesterday. Yesterday is fantastic. We really hope you enjoyed the show this week. We will talk to you next week. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking Spider-Man, Stranger Things 3, and who the hell knows what else we're going to talk about. My name is Dan Ramirez. Thank you for listening to episode 75 of Heroes of Noise. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. 
Have a happy 4th of July. And again, fuck Weezer. Peace.